0: who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365.
4: And good morning, Birds 365 fans. Appreciate you streaming in here with Macamac, John McMullen, and Jody McDonald. We got a lot to sink our teeth into. Uh, Johnny Mac's been a busy boy over the last 48 hours. A lot of comings and goings with the Eagles and the entire National Football League. um, Because that's what happens at this time of year. That's the way they put out their rules. That's how they have to uh, create their rosters. And I think it's a really good thing, not just for us, but for football fans in general. It gives you something to pay strict attention to. Just a quick behind the scenes thing. Um, Yours truly works Monday and Tuesday nights on WIP. So I'm up till after two o'clock in the morning. I'm back (laughs) up at 6.15 to get ready to do this show. So I get a nap on the days that I'm up till two o'clock in the morning in the previous so yours truly was sound asleep yesterday when i heard my phone buzz so i took a half look out of one eye and saw a text from johnny mack rager traded to the vikings I, oh okay i know we'll be talking about that tomorrow thank you very much for keeping me updated mr mcmullen it finally came down we've been talking about it uh after its first year people started speculating with the eagles said uh, Jalen rager after its second year the price came down significantly But I give Howie Roseman credit. I give all you media guys who were spouting the fact that they were close to getting a Jalen Rager deal done, and they did. Not a hefty return for Rager, actually a pretty poor one. And I got to tell you this, John. I don't know if people, uh, and everybody reported, including yourself, um, are just following the Eagles' lead because I'm sure they wrote the release this way. Jalen Rager traded for a fifth-round pick. That can de-escalate to a six-round pick. I don't know about you, but every single trade I've ever seen, it was a conditional. Oh uh, yeah, that was my first. With the lesser pick, and it that, could that. escalate to a better pick. Yeah. But yesterday, when the Eagles announced it, it was a fifth-round pick that can de-escalate to a six-round. Well, pick. stop. R- real it. quick,
5: real quick. You're right. You're 100 percent right. That's what I was going to laugh about, but. It was a fourth it's a fourth round pick from the Eagles perspective that can de-escalate to a fifth round pick. Sorry. Right. Um, and they got a seventh round pick. So you're right. I I was asking around, look, when it was first reported, Adam Chapter was the first who had the uh the details. And you can tell where Adam got them. He got them from the Eagles, exactly. he didn't get them from Quesi Odopa Mensa. Because yeah, I have never heard of a de-escalating <laughs> conditional pick, So I give Howie credit for inventiveness there, but yeah, it's the conditional five. Um, and, and, and who knows? I, I, I don't know the, the statistical measurements. Maybe it's more likely to be a four than a five. I don't know. I don't know that at that point, I imagine we'll find it out at, at some point relatively soon um, from one side or the other, but um, yeah. Yeah. I and I asked around and I asked uh Zach Berman our buddy because he's really good at uh minutia he's he's a um he just remembers everything he's got a tremendous memory I think I have a good memory but he's got a steel trap I have never heard of a de-escalating conditional pick <laughs> so you know when everybody's lauding Howie roseman and look I've been on board on this show I think he's a top People say top 10, I think top five, and I got crushed for it, believe me. Uh, now they're on board. Again, I'll wait for my apology, but not because of this trade, not because of this trade, although yeah. that was very, very inventive, um, and people are doing circles because they think. I will give Howie, and look, yeah, I knew he's he's gotten offers. He's gotten multiple offers for Jalen Rager, and he was holding out for what he wanted – was a conditional four that could move to a three. That's what he wanted. You know, dating back to the the trade deadline last year, Baltimore was very interested. Uh, but they weren't going to go to that price. And how he was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. He was never going to cut them. And and once, you know, teams around the NFL know, well they're not cutting them. Um you know he he you know in the past they did it with Eric Rowe, somebody like that you know, once you keep somebody on the 53 and clearly indicate that you're going to keep them unless you give us something. So that kind of spawned the whole thing, but yeah, I mean, I've said it from the start. It's the best path for both sides. Change of scenery. Um, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how Jalen's going to handle going to Justin Jefferson, Bill. Um, because that's all he's heard about for two years. But, mm-hmm. you know, Minnesota needs a punt returner. Um, he's going to be the punt returner. He's going to be the fourth receiver. So there's not going to be any pressure on him. They have Jefferson. They have Adam Thielen. They have K.J. Osborne. He's never going to see a double team in the rest of his life, at least up there. Um, he's got a high-volume thrower, which I talked about. If he can't succeed there he's not going to succeed. And, 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 you know, I'm rooting for him because he's a nice kid and he's a hard worker. And I think that part is, I've said it numerous times on this show, completely unfair. Uh, Those who said he, um, you know, he didn't perform. That's, that's fair. But, you know, that Giants game for instance, with the two drops, I just gave him a ton of respect. That was COVID. He could have hid in the locker room. We can't get in the locker room. He came out. He spoke. You know, he's had a lot of tragedy in his life. Lost two close friends, Jeff Gladley, Mo- Jack Gladney most recently in a, in a car accident. Lost his grandmother. He's had a lot of issues off the field. You know. I'm I'm rooting for him, and I know Eagles fans aren't, but I'm, I'm i I I hope he does well. Um, but he didn't perform here, and that's that part of it's fair.
4: And one thing you could see yesterday with the limited media availability, they gave some of you guys for Eagle players to a man. It seemed like every one of his teammates was pulling for him. Yeah, that they, yeah. they think that change of scenery could help them and they want to see him do well. So uh, you're right. I think he was a pretty well liked guy in the locker room. And uh, anyone who suggested that he wasn't uh, trying his hardest or uh, didn't have the right attitude to play, uh, I'm with you. I think it's just uh, resentment because he didn't produce. But the bottom line is he didn't produce. No, that's good funny. guys work hard. That's nice. Appreciate it. Thank you very much first round pick who produced as little as he did is not going to be appreciated overly appreciated you shouldn't be picked on and people shouldn't make stuff up about you you're right but sorry the Jalen Rager experiment here in Philadelphia was a failure and whether right. Howie he got a pick that can potentially de-escalate or not I'm sorry two years later for a first round draft pick anyway you slice it it's not good Howie's doing a saving faith deal is what this is. This isn't a turn around and get better for it type deal. You used the first round pick two years ago. And the no. guy gave you basically diddly squad over those two years. Uh, Jalen, good luck. We wish you luck. We're, we're, we're pulling for you, but you will not be missed here in Philadelphia. One thing you did say I got to follow up on though, and it uh, plays both in Minnesota and Philadelphia. He will be the Viking punt returner. Oh yeah. That's one of the things we did get to see here in Philadelphia the last two years. And add that to the fact that he didn't make enough plays from the line of scrimmage. He's not a real good punt returner.
5: Why is
4: he just being penned in as a punt returner anywhere at this stage of his career?
5: The same reason he was going to be the punt returner here. He uh, can catch him. If he stayed, uh, because he's the best option. They had uh, a kid out there, uh, Emir Smith-Marset, who they cut uh, once they got Jalen Rager, it was disaster in the preseason. Bumbles all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, the Eagles don't have a punt returner. Uh, they, don't, they don't have a punt returner. That, that's going to be my next question, yeah. bud. Uh, you know, Britton Kobe, maybe he gets elevated. They have an open roster spot. Um, yeah, but he did nothing. He can catch the ball, uh, so at least you have the security part of it. Uh, but he did not look like an NFL player to me in training camp. Um, you know, maybe you throw Kenny Gainwell back there, but I'd be, I'd, you know, I've seen him catch punts in, in practice, but I've never seen it in a game. Devontae Smith can do it, but you're not going to waste Devontae Smith, obviously. Um,
4: I, I wouldn't say waste, I'd say risk.
5: All right, that's a, maybe a better word, um, but you know i'm not i'm not risking my my top tier receiver as a punt returner um so right now and again there's there's time you know you might you probably want to have your roster situated by wednesday of next week when you start really ramping up uh preparing for uh the 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 opener the season opener in detroit um i imagine it, it'll be clear by that point who they They want Nick Sirianni is going to talk later this morning. Um, So I'm sure he's going to get asked that question and I'm sure he's going to not tell us, but he'll he'll get asked the question of advantage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Probably because he doesn't know
4: (laughs) that, too. He won't won't say it that way. I don't know. No,
5: I don't. I I, I don't know. Maybe they'll have open tryouts uh, today at practice and just just put everybody back there. You know, maybe there's one of the defensive backs that has a history, but they haven't been doing it um as as a punt returner. Yeah, what, Minnesota was the CG same way.
4: Jared? Did Chauncey Gardner Johnson did he return punts in high school?
5: Um, did he, did he yeah, I mean, you, you start thinking about athletes, but you know, that's that's a position where you know, back back to Reno Mahe, you know, when people would be upset. That's a position where you got to have security first and then hopefully something else. Um, and maybe that's how Britton Kobe gets on this team because Britton Kobe, I know can catch the football. I don't know if he can do anything else at this level, but I know he'll catch the punt. Um, and maybe they just default to that until they can find somebody better in Minnesota. Yeah. Same situation. Uh, and they don't have the, the history. But yeah, you know, remember he got. I I say it all the time with Tarek <laughs> Barnett here. You know he's not a first round pick there. He's coming in as a reclamation project. Um, there's not going to be these high expectations. Um, he's not even. He's you know he's expected to be the fourth receiver. Um, so it's a different situation there than it is here, um, and maybe. He can excel with less pressure. I don't know, but he he does, and you saw it with the pump return in Green Bay as a rookie. You saw it last year; he had a forty-yard pump return. He does have some explosion, but boy, he makes bad decisions. At least here, um, and and that part of it is, you know, who knows if Greg Ward was stayed healthy, he'd probably be the pump returner, but he's he not healthy. Be.
4: Yeah. And uh, he's still on the team, but it does not look good for him returning, returning either punts and or just returning to the Eagles. All right, one other quickie before I punch up our first guest, which will be Mike Gill, our buddy from down the shore, um, the sports bash. Ian Book?
5: Really? Um, well, Ian Book? i not going to like
4: this We've debated on whether you need two or three quarterbacks. The coach uh, preferred the the, the organization like to. Ian Book, those fifty-three man roster spots are, are I think, pretty important. Ian, well, Book you're you're, really? you're
5: you're not going to like this, Jody. They they did claim Kellen uh, Mond, uh, but they lost uh, to Cleveland because they were they were nineteenth on the waiver wire. I I forget what Cleveland was, but obviously they're ahead of the Eagles. And once they didn't get uh, Kellen Mond, then they shifted towards Ian Book. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think there's a ton of upside uh with Ian Book. Um I get from the trait standpoint why they may have they they claim Mund and and people get same thing with Minnesota. You know, they think, all right, this guy's got traits. We we the Eagles screwed it up, we can fix it. Same thing Eagles are thinking, well, Minnesota screwed it up, we can fix them. Quarterback factory. I see the upside from a trade standpoint with with Kellen Mund. I, I don't see that with Ian Book. I'm with you. Nick Sirianni, you know, said he's comfortable with two quarterbacks on the 53, but he's not in charge of the 53. Howie Roseman's in charge of the 53. And they had to cut Davion Taylor, and we'll see if they're able to get him back on the practice squad. But now, same thing. You're talking about a traits player with Davion Taylor, and teams are teams might get enamored with that. So don't be surprised if he can't clear waivers and all of a sudden you lose. Um I don't want to overstate it because Davion Taylor hasn't, you know, lit the world on fire, but he's got more traits to play in the NFL than in book at his position. Right. So and, yeah. and
4: Taylor, uh, we, at least I should, I shouldn't speak for you. Uh, I do. I knock and mock the way the Eagles use preseason games as a non-event and not preparing uh, preparation for any of their key players going into the season. Oh, it is important to those who aren't starters, who aren't given with roles. And I think that was proven by Davion Taylor.
5: Yeah. Johnny, he stunk in all yeah, three terrible games. In the game. He,
4: he wasn't just, he just wasn't not great. He was flat-out bad, and that's why he's an ex-Eagle. Yeah. So I will give the Eagles a tip of the cap that they do at least review the tape after the game is over and done with and go, man, is not what we taught him. How the hell yeah. did he end up over here? He's supposed to be over there. Well, yeah, this they- is
5: how I described it, Jody. I'm with you. Uh, preseason games don't matter for the Eagles when you do things well, but they do when you do things poorly. Uh, and it, it, it's a little bit weird. Because, you know, they don't care if you run for 67 yards and a touchdown. They don't care uh, if you have a big home run like Reed Sinet and and Devin Allen. But they care if you look really, really bad in preseason games. Uh, And you're right. I can't – the first two weeks in practice, Davion Taylor looked great. And then he gets to the preseason games and he looks terrible. So – I don't want to overstate it, like I said, and say losing Davion Taylor's the end of the world um, because it's not. But he's really athletic, and if that light ever turns on somewhere, um, you know, I, I would like to have him just because of those traits. But, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep that you don't have him.
4: If uh, if he clears waivers, you think he's back on the practice squad? Because and we got there's a whole bunch of questions I want to ask you about the practice squad, and we got our first guest coming. But um, they do have one spot left on the practice squad. They only brought in one player. Yeah, they uh, have two
5: spots. So yeah, they they have uh, because Matt Leo's got an exemption for in perpetuity, evidently. So they have two spots on the practice squad. Um, Yeah, and I think. They'll try to bring Davion back. There's always a concern when you get cut. Look, he might look around, even if it's practice squad, even if he doesn't get claimed and say, the Eagles cut me, I want to go somewhere else, you know. But I would think they would want him back if they can get him back on the practice squad.
4: Like LaMichael Pirine, who came in from the Jets, the only non-former Eagle who was in camp all year with the Eagles, who is on their practice squad. They only reached out and took someone – off somebody else's cut list not via claim for the 53 but via the practice squad um so uh, my guess is unless some team is either going to claim davion Taylor or really make a push to get him on their practice squad he'll probably be back here because the Eagles were good at bringing back all of their guys that is kind of important if if you you want continuity and I think the Eagles do uh, lean heavily on continuity even from uh, preseason in into- the Filling out the practice squad. All right, John McMullen, Jordy McDonald. We got a lot to discuss today with as many moves as the Eagles have made. Some pretty big will have an effect on the Eagles immediately, some down the road. Some are basically filling out paperwork. Uh, but uh, so, sorry for you guys on the practice squad, where I don't think we'll ever see the 53 man this year. Hey, you're still in the National Football League, you're still getting paid to practice. Good on you! More power to you if that's what you want to do. Uh, first guest coming up, uh, we get Mike Gillup from the Sports Bash down the shore. Uh, a little later on in the show, we'll have our uh, buddy uh, Dave Zingaro from NBC Sports uh, today. Uh, so we've got a good show planned for you. He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. It's Mac and Mac Birds 365. <laughs>
6: A Philadelphia treasure.
4: He's a mentor, a pace setter.
6: Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated.
4: He is Action News.
6: He's compassionate, honest,
4: and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and
2: always seeking the truth.
6: He's also funny. We are a team of many.
2: Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him.
6: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free.
3: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
6: You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles
4: Coming back in with Birds 365, McMullen, McDonald, and proudly wearing his WVU t-shirt today. Uh, <laughs> you ready to rock there, big guy?
5: Backyard brawl tonight, baby. Yeah, and Bonte Maddox was uh, excited about that yesterday, Mike, but the other side, obviously. Yeah, it's been a I while. Am, uh, I Why has it been go. so long?
1: Uh, well, West Virginia changed conferences. They're in the Big 12 and Pitt's in the ACC. So I guess uh, scheduling, they, they couldn't get together. But for one night only, it's back. Yeah. I was going to yeah. go to the game. I'm actually off today and tomorrow. I'm not back on until Tuesday. So yeah, I thought I about pulled going, you, I but... pulled
5: you in. I apologize for that. I pulled you in because I screwed up yesterday. It's been a rough couple days for me. It's all at right. I got Pitt a lot going at West on. West
4: Virginia, where's the game? I don't even know. Shame on me.
5: That, it's in Pitt. Okay. All right. Is now a, I, the, what, we give us a scouting report on, on West Virginia. Are they supposed to be good this year? What are we talking about? Who's favored this game?
1: Uh Pitt's favored by seven and a half. I like the under. Um JT Daniels is the quarterback at West Virginia. He was at right. Georgia.
5: Yeah. I and, remember
1: JT. Uh, Pat I
5: J.T. That's
1: Slovis like is the quarterback at Pitt. He oh, was that's at,
5: right. He, he was, was at, at USC. Yeah. I'm just
1: happy that Doji is gone. That guy had been at West Virginia. He was bad all five years, and he wow. thought about staying for a sixth. It's amazing because back. now
5: that you bring up Daniels and, and Slovis, yeah, that hype for quarterbacks early in college, it can it can go drastically wrong. India, yeah, D. Really Daniels was at
1: Georgia. Game. He was the starter at Georgia. Yeah. He ended up getting hurt, and yeah. now he's at West Virginia. West Virginia has found a lot of those uh, transfers. They got Will Greer. You know, they've gotten guys to transfer there and then turned out to be pretty good. So I'm hoping Daniels, but eh, they're in the middle. This whole college football with the conferences is a, is a mess.
4: Hey, uh, one more West Virginia note, that I promise we get to the Eagles. Are you now a Seahawk fan? Because Geno Smith is there no. starting? From- and no, you're poor a, Gino. You're not a Geno guy either. Poor. You had him in college. I had him to start his NFL career with the Jets. God bless you, Geno. I don't no. know why you're still throwing the football.
1: But, Jody, I'm a big, uh, tw- what was that, 2017 or 18, and you had Shelton Gibson and Russell Douglas drafted by the yeah. Eagles. But I am a big Kaiser
5: White guy. Okay. Kaiser uh, had a good preseason. He'll be the Eagles' uh, starting linebacker with. TJ Edwards, and we'll see if Nicobe Dean can kind of mix in. I guess we'll start there because the Eagles' uh, machinations, Mike, uh, one of them, uh, the trade of Jalen Rager, we're going to get into, obviously. But one of them is because of the timing. I mean, in claiming Ian Book on waivers, they had to cut Davion Taylor. Um, why do you think the Eagles need – that third quarterback in the in the modern environment. Nick Sirianni said, eh, "I don't really care. Uh, keep him on the practice squad." But how he's intent, and he tried to claim Kellen Mond, and he he had to go to Ian Book. I don't see the upside there. Why are you giving up on David, Davion Taylor for Ian Book?
1: No, but I will say I was watching you guys yesterday, and Jody pontificating about how Rieger has no value. What kind of hat did yeah. Rabbit? I did, warned him; he
5: wouldn't listen. Right? To me.
1: What kind of rabbit did Roseman pull out of the hat on yeah. that one? Um, we laughed yesterday on my show. I yeah, said, hold on, "Hold
5: on, hold on,
4: hold on. Let, let me
5: pontificate
4: again." Howie Roseman turned a first-round pick into a yeah, de- it wasn't that great? Jody's de- right about that. Escalating fifth yeah. and a seventh. Holy crap! Jose, let me bow. I am not worthy to comment or pontificate on Howie <laughs> Roseman. Howie was able to take a first-round pick and two years later turn it into a de-escalating fifth-round sure. pick and a seven. You're right, Mike. What the hell was I thinking <laughs> yesterday? That part oh of it. Was my correct. God. That
1: part of it was correct. There was two things you said yesterday that that I that I that stood out to me. But I'll, I'll get you to the other one. Uh, we laughed on my show yesterday about what is Reed Sinette going to do? Is he like the backup holder? Like, what is a fourth quarterback in a practice going to do? I mean, you got Hertz who gets all the reps. You get Gardner Minshew who gets, what, 5% of the reps. The third guy does the scout team. What is Reed Sinette gonna do? I don't know. I mean, this is one of those things where maybe you
5: stock said, the shelves on the quarterback factory, Mike. You gotta stock the exactly. shelves. Exactly. This yeah. is
1: one of those things where maybe he thinks one of these guys will have some sort of late round draft pick value somewhere down the line. If somebody gets hurt, oh that guy Book was a fourth round pick. The Eagles have him. I'll call them up because they got four quarterbacks. So if you have more, my buddy used to do this in fantasy football. He would draft like 14 running backs just because he figured if somebody got hurt, you have to call me because I have all the running backs on my team. So (laughs) Howie Roseman's like, I'm going to just keep getting quarterbacks because if someone gets hurt, I've got the most.
5: Uh, uh, Hey, Howie's good at getting value in these particular trades. Now, in the case of Jalen Rager, as Jody points out, He's correct. I mean, you know, the people lauding Howie Roseman for this one. A, you know, he's a first-round pick in in 2020. Uh, First time ever, I've heard, and you've been on the air for a long time, so if you can remember one, let me know. But I've never heard of a de-escalating conditional pick. So Howie created something to make himself look better. Now, the the, the part that was true his Eagles had multiple offers along the way, dating back to last uh, uh the trade deadline last season for Jalen Rager. So I knew they could get something for him, but the problem was how he was waiting and waiting and waiting and hoping he could get a condi- a real conditional right. four that would turn into a three. And I said, wow, well, I, I just don't see that happening. And ultimately t- t- he tapped out in the end when he had to. So, he salvaged the best of a bad situation, and he's a very good GM, but people pointing to this as some kind of validation, that part I disagree with.
1: Well, no, and listen, I we asked this question yesterday, you know, like – and that when you ask, what are the moves that Roseman has made that have just been complete the wrong move – Rager's name comes up all the time. Then most people go to J.J. But the, the Artega-Whiteside thing is because they wanted Metcalf. They weren't getting Metcalf. Yeah, so you can't say flagged. he made. It he drafted. You know, other than that, the one that I come up with is the Alshon-Jeffrey contract. I think that was probably a, a major mistake. You can say the Wentz deal that they didn't need to sign Wentz, but teams, you know, if you get your That's quarterback. You yeah. But other than that, where has he made a move that has just been – or multiple moves, you're going to make mistakes in the draft. Yes, Rieger was a mistake, but I have to understand I'm not hitting a thousand in the draft, especially drafting in the 20s. Like if I make a mistake, okay, but can I fix my mistake? Can I clean yes. my mistakes up? And that's yes. what I think. Look, teams are built in multiple ways. I feel like because the draft is such an event, that we hold the draft higher in team building than cap management, making trades, finding free agents, filling the roster. And that's where I think the Eagles, are they better at that than drafting? I don't know. Look at this team. Their whole offensive line is drafted. Every single guy, they draft it. The whole thing. How many teams can say their whole starting offensive line, which is the best in football, was drafted by the team? Not too many. Do they make mistakes on corners? Wide receivers, yes. you got to be able to say, okay, here's what bothers me about not only Roseman, all GMs. When you make a mistake, just acknowledge it. The fans will say, okay, you made a mistake, and you – They hold on to these guys just hoping and waiting that they're going to turn because, well, I drafted them. I have to keep them. No, get rid of them. Make the mistake and move on. And they just don't do that. But overall, yes, they made the mistake drafting him. But to be able to say, all right, this is what I got in return. And I think it was a big thing, guys, to get him out, Ortega Whiteside out, to change the perception of the room. These guys are no longer here. This is a new mindset of our locker room.
4: Well, I'll give you one, Mike. I'll give you an under-over on Derek Barnett's sacks this year at three and a half, if you can tell me over. Not a good uh, pick. Uh,
2: not a good and, pick.
4: And, and not a good pick. And then they resigned him. So you were just talking about hey you got to from your mistakes. They went back and resigned him again this year. How yeah. would you describe that? I don't
1: mind the resign at the value. He he's going to be a rotational player. He was drafted to not be a rotational player. Yeah. That's the Exactly. Take. The resign, okay, you want to be a situational pass rusher. I'm okay with that, but as a 14th overall pick in that draft, did not it, it, it has not worked out.
5: Yeah, here's the problem with Derek Barnett. If it was in another city, it would be fine because he doesn't. It, it because it's similar to Jalen Rager now in Minnesota, he's not a first round pick there, so he doesn't have first round expectations. He's the fourth receiver. He's the punt returner. If Derek Barnett went somewhere else, he's not a first round pick. They'd say, "Hey, that's a pretty good situational pass rusher." The problem is the Eagles resigned him, and everybody's going to say first round pick, first round pick, first round pick those expectations are are real yeah and Listen,
1: yeah is there a rounds 365 a Steelers 365 a Colts 365 no you guys will pontificate there's the word twice sorry i watched that <laughs> episode last night about the practice squad and which guys will get time. Oh, on yeah,
5: we're going to get squad. to the practice squad.
1: We seem to overanalyze this team and the moves they make. Getting Derek Barnett back as a situational pass rusher in 31 cities is A-OK. Oh, but in yeah. this city, it gets ripped apart because of the fact that he was somewhat of a bust as a first-round pick, which is a fair comment that he was a bust as a first-round pick. No, so, he had the biggest way, recovery in the history. That's of the, why that's I
4: say he needs to no. move on. You can't just wipe it away. You can't make the people forget that he was a first round pick. He was a first round pick here in Philadelphia. And when you resign him, he stays a first round pick here in Philadelphia. Let him go sign with somebody else. The Eagles as long
1: as time. he doesn't get first round pick playing time.
5: Yeah, and I, he's not, and, and barring injury, of course, but that's right. that's for everybody. He's not. He's going to be a rotational player, but I, I do think that affects him here where it wouldn't affect him in, a, in another city. So, and like
1: um, as much as it's frustrating that you miss on the first round, because it's that first-round guy, you balance it out that Josh Sweat was a fourth. You're not expecting a fourth-round no, pick to yeah. do what he does. You miss on Dillard, and I don't know if you missed on Dillard. He just got beat out by a guy who's a seventh-round pick. You yeah. don't anticipate your seventh-round pick becoming a franchise-level left tackle. So you kind of take the yin and the yang. It's just that we want to be – I don't want to say greedy's not the word, but it's like, well, what if that first-round pick worked out and the seventh-round pick worked out? You can't yeah. – because Dillard is a first-round pick who, I think in most situations, Andre Dillard is going to start for, for 20 teams in this league. It just happens to be he's on one that he's not going to start on.
5: Yeah. I don't know about 20, but I'd say 10, but, uh, Jordan, my is a unicorn. Yeah. I mean that, that is, it is interesting. Like they have a franchise left tackle. Why do you care where the franchise left tackle comes from? Uh, Jason Kelsey was a six round pick. You found a franchise center. Who cares where he came from? Yeah. Um, on and on and on, but it seems like pedigree, uh with with fans and to a certain extent even general managers they they're obsessed with pedigree they're obsessed with it
1: and i think the other way like if i'm the gm i'd like to throw it in people's face that i found a guy in the seventh round i got the sixth round guy and we're playing a guy who's in the sixth round and you're still rotten trotting out a second round pick who can't play a lick just because yeah. of you drafted him in the second well, round.
5: Well, they do it. They do it. They do it with the undrafted guys. They all go, Oh, look at me. Look, I found Reed Blankenship. I found mm-hmm. Josh Job. I found Josh Sills. So they do it with the undrafted guys.
1: Well, that um, was my other one yesterday, Jody. You mentioned about uh, Gardner Johnson, that if the Eagles liked him so much, they could have drafted him himself. Well, where he was drafted, the third pick of the third round, the Eagles did not have a pick anywhere near where he was. They didn't have a third-round pick. He got picked in the fourth round, the third pick of the fourth round. They didn't have a third-round pick, and their fourth-round pick was like second from the bottom. So they really weren't in position to take him if they liked him.
4: Right. Well, they could have traded back into the third round, It was my point. If they really liked them, no, they could have. They got were picked. pretty once far you, off. I Mike, Mike what, once you get into day three, you can maneuver to get anybody you want. Yeah, The value of the picks is significantly down. Anybody can be had if you really like the guy. You got day one, and then they all huddle together and reevaluate. Then you got day two, and then they all huddle together and reevaluate. So if you really want a guy in day three, you can go get him. It's really not all that hard. I think every general manager on the planet would tell you that's the case. So that was the point I was making. Well,
1: keep in mind, they only had five picks for those two years. So maneuvering – about 30 spots was going to be kind of difficult. But hey, look, they got a guy they seem to like. We'll see what he does. And, you know, I, I said, look, that trade is not making them a, a, a Super Bowl team. Like, you don't make that trade and what say, now that's we're.
5: Ronnie, that's Ronnie Lodd, I'm told, Mike. Right, that's exactly. Lott.
1: You don't make that trade and say, well, now we're a Super Bowl team. But what I will say is, you make that te- that trade because you already have the mindset that you're there.
5: Well, here's my, uh, not a concern, because I think it was a good trade. And I want to emphasize that again, because Jody knows this. I have to emphasize things. I think it was a good trade. The Eagles got younger. They got more athletic. However, I'm also going to point out, well, we're 10 days before the season opener. They had a seven-year safety uh, who couldn't learn the defense evidently in the summer, even though they're playing the same scheme because he, it's different terminology and Joukowsky Tart. Um, if he can't learn the defense in a summer, how is a guy who's never played the position going to a completely new scheme because new Orleans doesn't play the Pangio scheme. Um, at least yet <laughs> they'll get to it. Um, How is he going to learn this defense in 10 stinking days? Are we going to see Kayvon Wallace in Detroit as the starting safety?
1: Right. No, that's a definite concern is uh, how fast, how long will it take um, Gardner Johnson to kind of get up to speed? You know, I was talking about this yesterday. Uh, One of my guests who played in the league, and man, I blanked on my days already. See, John, I blank on my days too. Uh, But he had talked about when he got a playbook because he had played in Kansas City and then, in St. Louis and just the overwhelming nature of getting a playbook that fast and trying to learn it is daunting for some people, depending on position. But, you know, he was an offensive line, Joe Valerio, sorry. He was an offensive lineman and just trying to learn plays that fast. Now, I would think it's a lot more intricate to where he had Marty Schottenheimer running four plays, right? handoff left, handoff right. And then switching <laughs> to St. Louis with Rich Brooks. Whereas in now, you probably have a Bible of plays that you're trying to figure out and run. So, yeah, I think that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on is how fast. And look, he doesn't have a game, a joint practice or a game to get his feet wet to learn those
4: plays. Johnny Mack, uh, don't sweat Kayvon Wallace. Less than 20 snaps in Detroit. He, they will throw uh, Mr. Johnson out there whether he's ready or not. He's he's going to be there safety. I I will go out on the limb and predict that right now. Uh, Gannon is going to throw the playbook at him and throw him in the deep end of the pool and say, "We got faith in you, big guy. Go out there and make." He played
1: play some safety at Cop- in at Florida. He played. Yeah, he was he a, played. He was a he beast played, in Florida, man. Whew.
5: Yeah, he played the star position at Florida, so he was. Yeah, sort he, of, was, was that he was. Much he was
4: taking early in the yeah. fourth round. Man, he was so, great.
1: At Florida. He's a little small, I would think. You know, to be your typical first round safety, I mean, he, he's a little smaller. But man, he was a player at Florida. I remember in 2017, he had that interception return for a touchdown against South Carolina. I mean, he what? A, it,
5: yeah, he was good, fun he, to watch. You know, he's a good he's a good player. But um, you know, he's been a good slot cornerback, and now he's got to be a, a good safety, and he's got to be a good safety. You know if you're talking about week nine week 10 yeah he should be up to speed but i don't know that first month and and yeah you know we're, we're just talking about jalen rager about the expectations Derek barnett well now but all of a sudden you know you got all this hype for chauncey gardner johnson not quite to that level but um what if he shows up and he and, and he's busting coverages because he doesn't know the defense in week yeah. one? Jody Jody is probably right. They're gonna throw him in the deep end of the pool. So they're playing a bad football team in week one. What if a a a, a mon Saint Brown runs by him because he busts the covers, because he screws the covers and all of a right. sudden Eagles fans are all over him. I could see this happening. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take uh it, it it it's not a stretch. To, to 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 think that might be the case.
1: No, definitely. I mean, um, not to say that if you put Kayvon Wallace out there or well, somebody else, yeah. that wouldn't yeah.
5: happen. he'll know the coverage and bust Brown that runs by him yeah. too. That's yeah, right. And let uh Tyreek Hill run right. Well, every that's not fair because Tyreek runs by everybody, Well, but.
1: I've been asked so much in the last week about my thoughts on John Gannon with you know this talent and, and I'm giving the guy the benefit of the doubt that he didn't have the personnel to run the defense. So I'm not ready to say this guy is a total failure, but I'm certainly saying I would think the Budweiser hot seat is directly has his rear end in it right now.
4: I think Uh, there's as good a chance he's a head coach in the National Football League. Yeah, I think
5: there's a better chance he's a head coach than than, than he's next year. Just –
4: yes but that must mean that the defense
1: played well if this defense doesn't play well our team's going to say man look at all the talent this guy had and he and he still didn't have it like last year's defense i just say they just didn't have the talent to, what were you thinking and he like, almost
5: got it and he almost got a job there mike because right. you know that guy can win over anybody in five minutes so that's part of it you know building relationships and all that kind of stuff but you know he he had the the 10th ranked defense in conventional standards with that garbage the Eagles had on that side of the football. So he's well regarded around the NFL. I don't know how you fall flat on your face with this defense. I don't know. There's too much talent. Um if he does, yeah. He I think his biggest problem. Out of position. That's out. Well, you have a yeah. safety that's out of position. Yeah. Now, the biggest problem for Jonathan Gannon to me is everybody's looking to hire offensive guys to be ahead. That's his biggest issue because very few teams want to go the defensive route at head coach now. So you're already behind the eight ball a little bit. Um, But I, since we got into coaching, I'll shift it to the offensive side. I think because of all the, the, the talk about Gannon, like Nick Sirianni's kind of skating under the radar as a second year coach everybody's like, well, Nick's good. Nick's solid. Nick's this, um, you know, gave up the play calling. What if this offense underachieves? Where are we with Nick Sirianni? I think it's a
1: fair question because Sirianni, you're right. I, I feel like he is, you know, he wears the t-shirts. He seems to know the role, you know, shows up at somebody's wedding in sea isle. Uh, he, he, he knows when to kind of like tug on the strings of the Eagle fan so I feel like he's a popular guy, but we don't know much about him. What does he do well? Well, I think what he did well last year was he made the necessary adjustments. I mean, that team was throwing, throwing, throwing. He got criticized, and he said, okay, fine. I got a good offensive line. Let's do this, and it worked for him. So he's willing to make the adjustment on the fly. The players seem to like him. He seems to have the locker room, but that only gets you so far, right? You can only beat Tim Tebow for so long before – you've got to then perform. So yeah, if this team struggles a little bit, the question will be, does he make another adjustment on the fly? Hey, Shane Steichen, I gave you the plays, I gave you the ability, and it's not working. I'm going to take it back. We're going to change the offense. I'm going to change the quarterback. I know, Jody, you've been asking how long's his leash. I think that's what Sirianni's season really is, is what kind of uh, leader and manager and adjustment guy he is, more so than the X's and O's, right?
4: Agreed. And uh, one last Gannon point. Um, You know, Gannon reminds me of guys, the Phillies manager, and I'm not talking about the present guy. I'm just talking in general. When the Phillies manager gets something wrong, it's always on him. When he gets something right, it's expected. It's just a given give credit to the players. But when something goes awry, it's the man. Same thing with Gannon last year. He was the Eagles' defense wasn't good because again this year when the Eagle defense is good it's going to be because Howie Rosen went and got him players. <laughs> he, he lose, lose. See, I'm telling you that's the way it's going to. That, that's just the way Philadelphia evaluates its defensive coordinates. Everything, it, it, it's everything, Jody. Well, except it,
5: except Jim Johnson. But you know you have to play a certain way, Jody. That's right. it. Jim no. Johnson
4: just played the way Eagle fans yeah. prefer a defense yeah. defensive coordinator to play. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna stray from that at all, if you're not Buddy Ryan or Jim Johnson, oh you better have the best defense in football. Anything short of that, you're gonna come down on the and you're 100 percent right side. because
5: he'll go and said, I don't give a you know what about Sacks, and you know, people don't like him. We now, have a I,
1: we have a uh, very unique way in this town of choosing personality over performance, where Buddy Ryan is very popular. He won as much as I did in the playoffs. And we didn't like Andy Reid very much because he constantly lost big games. So we'll take the guy who told people he punched Jimmy Johnson in the face or, you know, was very bravado. And we didn't like Andy because, you know, time's yours. He was very boring. So we like personality over performance in this town. That's a given.
5: Last one from me, at Mike Gill Show, 97.3 ESPN South Jersey. Drive time, 2 to 6 every day, although Mike's off today. Who's on today, Josh? Josh Hennigan? Josh is in today and tomorrow. I'll be back on Tuesday. All right, Tuesday. Just breaking right now, Russell Wilson, five-year, $245 million oh. contract extension. Um, Eagles are going to have to deal with this after this season. Um, you know, it's great. Jalen Hurts is great right now. We're paying up two million dollars for that kind of production. That's phenomenal. If you have to pay what 35, 40 well, Rocco million,
1: Wilson just got what, what was that 50 million, 49 yeah, million? 49. Yeah.
5: yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, that's the going rate. Right. Um, I know for a well, second quarterback contract. What? How does that change? And and it's keep going up. We don't have Lamar Jackson. That's going to keep going up and up and up and up. And Jalen Hurts. Do the Eagles want to be in that neighborhood for a quarterback that isn't what Jeffrey Lurie wants? When it comes to the so-called high octane passing game, do they ever did they even want to be in that neighborhood?
1: I don't think anybody wants to be in that neighborhood, but you almost get to the point where you don't have a choice but to have to be in that neighborhood. Look, this roster this year is a byproduct of not having to pay the quarterback. There's yep. so many examples around the league that once you pay that quarterback, Seattle could not sustain it anymore. And they had to end up parting ways with Russell Wilson. You know, so many teams pay that quarterback. Dak Prescott gets paid. You already paid Zeke Elliott. Well, now I have to trade Amari Cooper. I have to start moving pieces. So all of these teams, um, Tennessee, they signed Tannehill. They gave that contract to Derrick Henry. You can't afford A.J. Brown. All of these teams hit that crossroad of, if we sign this big deal, somebody's got to go. The problem is, who's there to replace that guy? Um, Ian Book? (laughs) Well, that's why you carry four quarterbacks, is to try to find a guy who's competent enough to win, but maybe not a franchise quarterback, so I don't have to pay him. All
4: right, uh, last one for me, Mike Gill. A little bit of a prediction, 10 days out before the season starts. And it's a legit question because... Miles Sanders is still not practicing. Now, we're all assuming they'll be fine for game one. Maybe goes in, carries the ball in the first play. Oops, here comes Miles to the sidelines. Who's going to step in? Is it going to be Boston Scott or is it going to be Kenny Gainwell?
1: Well, if How it's it in it? a game, if it's in a game, it would be Boston Scott. I mean, Scott seems to be the guy they go to in, you know, like a week or two increment. You're out for a week or two. I don't know that they would go to him for 17 weeks. But if it was, a, hey, he's out for two to three weeks. I think you see Scott there. If it's a longer term, you know, Jordan Howard's probably uh, hanging out in a, in a you know. No, a they got room. Michael. uh, P uh, Ryan. Nathan,
5: yep. uh Michael yeah, P Michael Ryan's P. a nice P. Ryan. player.
1: Yeah, my, uh, P Ryan's a
5: nice player, Jody. Right, um, big he's guy, right back. big back. Right, yeah, you they won he He's got a little um, size to him. He's not. Ter- he's not Jordan Howard, but he's got a little size. To yeah.
1: I like Scott. Anytime Scott gets a call, he always performs. So if it's short-term, Scott would be the guy. I think if it's a longer-term thing, you probably see a, a Jordan Howard, or maybe they do what they did a couple of years ago. I know they had LeGarrette Blunt at that time, but they made the call and got uh, Jay Ajayi. So you always have that option with Howie Roseman. We shall see.
4: Michael, always a pleasure. Appreciate you hopping on board. Enjoy the... Uh, it's not the backyard brawl. It's the the transfer showdown at quarterback right yeah. between Pittsburgh and West Virginia. Enjoyed, bud. We appreciate it. All right, guys. See ya. Thanks, Mike. Mike. Gill, Sports Bash, 97.3 ESPN down ashore. All right, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. That makes this Mac and Mac, Birds 365. Yeah, we never even got to the practice squad. No great surprises there, but I want to get a couple of thoughts uh, from from uh, Johnny Mac next. He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. You got Birds 365 right here.
6: Icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He's, he's sure. He is
4: action news.
6: He's compassionate, honest,
4: and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated,
2: and always seeking the truth.
6: He's also funny. We are a team of many.
2: Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him.
6: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at the oceanac.com
4: john mcmahon and jordan mcmahon you're matching that 365 guys if you streamed on in today that means you at least like the show a little bit do you like it a little bit if you yeah. do hit that like button give us a helping hand with our uh our algorithm what are we going to ask them to do john
5: uh like share subscribe like <laughs> two, share subscribe birds uh, we're exploding here on the jacob sports channel Oh, I hope we're
4: not exploding like Jalen Rager. Cause he kept saying that about Rager he exploded all the way out of town. How did all his exploding. Yeah. Can he's keep
5: got, a he's got explosive traits, by the way, you, you were right. I, I forgot that. Uh, Michael P Ryan into the practice squad. So the Eagles do have one spot. So they right. have one spot left. Yeah. Um, and, and I saw P Ryan play both the last two years for the jets.
4: Okay. Nothing special fourth round pick they gave him a chance and he's he did special here
5: ball. he's special here they need a, they need a they need something at running back so you know hopefully he's got some uh what was he A fourth round pick i think yeah fourth uh yeah i don't, I don't know how things worked out for him uh with the jets but uh he is about 215 so um at least he brings that kind of presence that they haven't had. And we, we've been expecting the Eagles to add that and um, we'll see if it works out a little bit, but we were talking about if something happens to Miles Sanders, I agree with Mike, it'll be Boston Scott and they'll just keep Kenny Gainwell as the third down hurry up back. So they won't ship that. And if they need a big back later in the season, like Jordan Howard, you know, It'll, it'll they'll have to see, obviously, what Ryan does in, in practice and all that. But he would be the guy, I would think, right now. See, having watched
4: him play with the Jets the last couple of years, and, yeah, I've seen every single Jet game because if I don't see it, I tape it, I get back to it. Um, it depends on how you want to define power runner. I'll tell you just my personal scouting opinion. Austin Scott is a better power runner than LaMichael P. Ryan. P. Ryan might be a little physically bigger, but that doesn't really mean anything.
5: No, I'm with you. You have to be
4: willing to throw that shoulder in there and move the pile against two guys. He's... I don't want to call him a cutback runner. He's surely not a speed runner. He's, he's not a guy who's just going to uh, get to the corner and out sprint the guy and be able to turn it up field and get three or four extra yards. But he's not a plow ahead type runner either. And I I think that's what Eagle fans have been looking for. We need a guy who's going to move the pile. I, I, Michael P. Ryan is not that back. If that's what the Eagles are signing him for, I'll tell you, I've watched the last couple of years and said, He's not going to do that for you. I, Boston Scott is better at, as, at his uh, smaller size, better moving the pile than LaMichael Pirine is. I'll give you a guy who uh, is kind of like LaMichael Pirine, except for me, only better. And if need be, drop the shoulder, move the pile, uh, a guy that uh, could could absolutely get you that two yards when you need it on, on third and two. Uh, Trey Sermon from Ohio State was cut yesterday by the 49ers. Now, I thought he was going to be a big time back, like a starting back type guy, a bell cow like back. And he has not been that for the 49ers since he was drafted. I was actually surprised Uh, the NFL had this one more right than I did. Uh, I thought he could be a second round pick. I think he was fourth. For the 49ers?
5: I think it was third, third, but I'm not... I'll look him up real quick. Yeah, uh, I thought to, he had to, a to, chance to, to, to
4: be uh, early day two, and he wasn't. Um, but the 49ers cut him, and he was uh, urged... Third,
5: third round, 88th overall. Okay.
4: Yeah, I th- I thought he could go higher than that, so... Uh, and now the fact that he's cut just... By just the way, he
5: that. started at Oklahoma um, before he went to Ohio State, and... Um, and he was in the same backfield with Kennedy Brooks. Really? Sherman. Yeah. And Kennedy uh, is
4: one of the returning practice squad guys yeah. for the Eagles. Good for him. Um, if you're just looking for the power guy who can just purely with his physicality, move a pile and get a first down, I think he's better than Lamichael Pirine. Um, the deals miss out on an opportunity year or have I just been overrating sermon since I saw I, I mean, dominant Ohio state
5: when we're talking about practice guys. I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough to say, I you know, I haven't seen either of them play that much. I will say San Francisco is the best running scheme in football. Um, so, you know, if he didn't succeed there, yeah, um, that's kind of a bad sign, a, a red flag for me.
4: Um, speaking of which, and I'm sorry to interrupt, John, I just got to double check this. Did I miss Jacoski Chico- Tart signing with somebody yesterday?
5: <laughs> that I missed it. it oh, it, okay. it happened, and,
4: but neither one. Of um,
5: them. yeah, just,
4: just had to double check because i I tried to say you're better at than album. me. I just needed to make sure I didn't miss something that he had actually signed on with someone.
5: Um. Yeah, did we get an apology? I don't no, know. I'm, I'm I'm waiting for my Howie Roseman apologies too. I, I got lambasted when I said he was a top five GM. Now everybody everybody will say top ten now. They won't go top five, but he is top five.
4: He's borderline top five. He's um, certainly top ten, and he might be number five. I got murdered for I'm, that. I'm close got, with you on that one, Mac. I
5: got I got I got murdered for that, but uh, it, it it doesn't matter. It's part of the gig. Um. Yeah, it's a Kwaski I I did hear, and I never. I meant to go back and look. I didn't see it. Um, I I think he posted something on Twitter about not getting an opportunity or something of that nature. But um, I don't know. Eagles? Yeah. Really? Um. I don't follow. Uh, yeah, I and I and and, and, I, and I never went back and and looked, but um, yeah, that was weird. I uh, I mean. As much as I snickered at you know he's a great safety he's this he's that um, I did think he had you know a chance to make this team and he didn't like I said he didn't even get one first team rep the entire um, the entire preseason but you know they were able to get Anthony Harris back on the practice squad that, I that still was think go next. I still think that's a mistake for this reason and I go back. And I always tell you, Moneyball is one of my favorite movies. Baseball, not football. But I always hear that Jonah Hill line: "You know, your your goal is not to buy players; your goal is to buy wins." I was just talked about. I was I was just talking about Week One in Detroit. Now they're probably going to win the game. We're both on that same, and you more even more so than me. Yeah,
4: I don't think it's going to um, be
5: competitive. I'm I'm concerned about you know not having Chauncey Gardner Johnson up to speed. Uh, I'm concerned about having to put Kayvon Wallace or Reed Blankenship out there if he's not up to speed. Um, Well, he he's going to be up to speed, believe me. They're going to
4: they're uh, let me well that they're it, it, throwing him in the deep end of the pool. Yeah.
5: Either way, if you're right, and I think you're going to be right, my point is he might not be ready. He, you know they can throw him in the deep end of the pool, but if he's blowing coverages, you know what good does that do? He's
4: got to swim. Yes.
5: Yeah. Um, Anthony Harris, that signed for $2.5 million, Jody. Um, They already paid him a million of that uh, in the guarantee in the signing bonus. So, you know, they're doing this thing, uh, the week one thing that I explained with Sikorsky Tart. If he's on the roster week one, that $1.5 million is completely guaranteed. Who cares? Would you, would you, would you take, pay $1.5 million to have competency as an insurance policy for week one? Buy a win. Go buy a win and have competency. I, I I don't understand why they just didn't keep Anthony Harris on the roster. And guess what? Then if you if you can cut him and, and Charlton Gardner-Johnson is ready to go, cut him then. So a, a million and a half.
4: Who cares? That's what I said about uh, Mr. Tart, because that same theory was espoused that I think it was you said maybe yeah. they'll drop him and then bring him back. Why? Why? Why bother? Really? Yeah. The yeah. flexibility of being able to get out from underneath means that much? They're it really obsessed. Does. No, no, no. It. The reason they cut Tart was because Tart wasn't good enough. Not because his salary was cumbersome, they signed him to the salary. They decided they could afford the salary, the flexibility no, yeah, of being no, able to. Cut but him but my my lives.
5: no, I'm with you with Tart. They just cut him to, because he deserved to be cut. But with Harris, I could see him being back in week two, and I could see them doing that. Uh, with, let's save uh, the money. Uh, let's let's be uh, fiscally sound or whatever you want to call it. I could see him being back in week two when his salary's not being guaranteed as that insurance policy. Remember, week two, Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, K.J. Osborne, now Jalen Rager. You can't blow coverages against those guys with Kirk Cousins throwing the football. I could see Anthony Harris back in week two. I don't... I. 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 I one and a half million dollars for this team as an insurance policy. I disagree with, with, with the wrangling, even though they, they were able to get the player back.
4: Here's why I'm a little bit more, I, th- I think your point is dead on, um, but it's a hedge by the Eagles and I'm okay with the hedge, just because of the way the schedule lays itself out week one. Gardner Johnson's going to be in there. I think he's going to swim just fine. I think it was overstated a little bit by Harry Roseman and Nick Sirianni that the mirroring of being a nickel cornerback and safety in the Eagle system. Yeah.
5: By, by the way, we asked the Maddox. He didn't know what the hell we were talking about. He's like, no, they are two completely two, different. Co- yeah, I,
4: I think it was overstated yeah. by the powers that be when they announced the trade, but th- there are certainly similarities. Um, I think he'll be kind of shaky week number one, but I don't think he's going to drown. If they're throwing him in the deep end of the pool, I don't think he'll drown. I don't think uh, I'm, I'm on, on St. Brown will run right by him and catch an 80 yard touchdown pass. No, I'm not worried about that, but there might be enough on tape for them to go. Yeah. We still need to give him time. We, yeah, we, we acknowledge we threw him into the deep end of the pool and then, yeah, I'm going to want somebody I can throw in and trust the second week of the season. That's why they did what they did. If they if they had lost uh, the, the player because you put him on waivers and he signed somewhere else, then i go, you know, they, 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 they rolled the dice here and they paid a price. They didn't. They got him back for the practice squad. They can plug him in if need be, week two, week three, whatever, until their starting safety gets up to speed with doing everything. I think maybe there's some luck involved, but I think I, they actually played their cards the right way there, John. Um, it, it,
5: you're probably right, but it is a calculated gamble. Yeah, it and was, that, and that and that's all I'm saying. But it still is, e- even though they got the player back on the practice squad, it still is because you don't have them for week one, and at least you would have had that insurance policy for an, a, a, a million and a half dollars. That's how I look at it. You would have been very comfortable uh, in week one for a million and a half dollars. Is that worth it for the Eagles? It wasn't worth it. You know I disagree with that. That's all I'm trying to say. They'll okay. so probably it'll probably work out. I'm with you. I'm still going to pick the Eagles to win the game. I I think you're right. I think Gardner Johnson will be thrown into the deep end of the pool. I think he'll struggle a little bit, but he will do enough to win the game. Um, and week two, they might have Anthony Harris back and they might have the insurance policy and everything works out. That little inkling, that little inkling, I, I, it bothers me because it's such a cheap price tag. That's the only reason it bothers me.
4: Here's, here's what it comes down to. I think it's pretty darn simple. If they had cut Reed Blankenship, would anybody else have claimed him?
5: They like the play. I doubt play. it. They I think doubt he's it. It's going to be a well, real if, good player. If they would have the cut, cut Kayvon Wallace, nobody was claiming Kayvon Wallace.
4: Okay. You want to go Kayvon instead? Uh, you're probably right. The the guy who was more likely to be claimed was probably Blanket Chip yeah, over Yeah. So, yeah, you're
5: right. Look, Jody, 33 stinking players got claimed. So everybody overrates this every year. And by the way, the Eagle, two Eagles got claimed. Uh, Jack Anderson, no surprise there, because I thought Jack was going to make this football team. The Eagles have a reputation for developing offensive linemen. Um, and, um, uh, but Josh Blackwell got claimed, which I did not see coming. The Eagles waved him before and brought him right. back. He Nobody didn't claimed get claimed him. when they cut from
4: 85 yeah. to
5: 80. But the Chicago Bears claimed six of those 33. How bad is that roster? The Giants, uh, I believe, claimed four or I think Jacksonville was at five. Uh, we know that's a bad roster. Um, Giants were four uh, and they got Jack Anderson and they're going to, they're going to get a good player in Jack Anderson. I think he can play a little bit, um, but uh, Tone brings up why not demote Kayvon Wallace to the practice squad and elevate Anthony Harris. Yeah, you can do that, but then his salary's guaranteed for the entire year, which is the whole reason they cut him. So I, I hope they, they come to their senses uh, over the next week and just elevate Anthony Harris and say, you know what, we probably shouldn't have done that, and we'll pay him the $1.5 million and, and be done with it and pay him for the whole season. Then you have that competency on the back end just in case, as an in insurance policy. But the fact that they cut him, they're not going to bring him right back because he's bested, and if he's on the uh, if he's on the uh, roster week one, his salary isn't guaranteed for the entire season. You know what it'll probably be decided upon? Uh,
4: they've now thrown him into the pool practice. Uh, if he is doing the doggy paddle and looking okay, then they're not going to do anything. If his head's underwater and he seems lost, then it seems like it's a bit too much. Then they may actually go to that. John, and then they
5: freak. got lucky then because they could have lost the player. Could right? have, and but then didn't. and then and then it's just pure luck. It's but a little uh, then, yeah, a little luck then you should yes. kept him. Yeah. It, but, it, yeah, cheap that, that's costs. what they
4: pay Howie Roseman for is to have a read on the rest of the league. You got you to gotta know your own team, but you also got to know what the other thirty-one teams are going to do, or at least have a good guesstimate at what they're going to do. And Any guesstimated right that uh, no one. Well, the curveball.
5: You're right, but the curveball is the player might be upset and not want to return. True, but once uh, you get
4: them done, you you man. also have to be able to read that that yeah. the guy will come back and. Uh, I'm sure you saw it. NBC sports had a a real nice feature on him to his credit. He went out and did a personal appearance for a charity, even after he was given his walking Oh, he's a great dude over in Cherry Hill. So you could tell he was a Philly guy really likes his time here in Philly. So maybe they relied on that to in part make their decision. And we'll see, maybe he's elevated. Maybe he is back on the uh, roster and the Eagles go, Yeah, McMullen's right. We're arguing over pennies here. It's a billion-dollar industry, and we're going to pay him. What's the weekly salary of an NFL minimum? Uh,
5: Uh, I don't know what the weekly is. uh, 705 is the minimum salary this year for a rookie player. Right, as compared
4: to the veteran minimum, which he now now would get – if they elevate him, it's not that big a difference. No. So if, if, if it is that big a deal in the eyes of the coaching staff and Harry Roseman, I think the Eagles will do that. I, I don't think they're going to, because I think they're going to throw Gardner Johnson to the wolves and the deep end of the pool. And I think he's going to swim just fine. So uh, when the game is over and done You're with
5: probably now. right, but I'm here to hand ring Jody. I like to bring some hands.
4: If if need be, I'll wring hands with you, big guy. But in this case, I don't think it's necessary. All right, uh, quickie timeout. Uh, when we come back, we'll have one of our favorite national guys join us. Uh, Chris Landry, former NFL coach and scout. have uh, Dave Zangaro today. Oh, you're what jumping am I ahead. We're going to have Chris,
5: Chris Landry tomorrow. I'm,
4: I'm trying to get the Friday and the worst. And you've had a tougher week than I have. But you and I are both trying to get to that weekend ASAP. Dave Zangerel from NBC Sports Philadelphia is going to join us next here on Birch 365.
6: Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps.
4: And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the
6: air for you. Action News and AccuWeather
2: To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career
6: opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free.
0: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
6: You could say that. Go for the pulse
4: Streaming in with us here on Bird Street 65. we got John McMahon and Joey McDonald hanging. Uh, David Zingaro scheduled to join us. Coming up in just a couple of minutes. One quickie before DZ jumps aboard, John. Uh, uh, national football related. Did you see the rumor that Jason Peters is going down yeah. to Dallas yeah. to visit with the Cowboys? That. Yeah, yeah. I I watch some Bears like not that I tune in for the entire Bear game but I always have the red zone on on Sundays while jumping around to prepare for my national show on Sunday night. Um I saw him play some for the Bears last year. He can't even move anymore. He 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 didn't give up a bunch of sacks cuz he's so good at technique and he's so large these days. He can still keep a defensive end from getting his paws on a quarterback but he can't run block anymore. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a Philadelphia Eagle. Really, Cowboy? You think he can come in there and play left tackle for you?
5: Is this something that scares you Jody. It happens, you know. They got to throw Tyler Smith into the deep end of the pool. And I think they overdrafted Tyler Smith. So, you know, he'll always have a first-round pedigree in Dallas. Um, yep. And I don't think he's a first-round player, so. Um, yeah, you know, if you're calling up Jason Peterson, you just drafted a left tackle in the first round, you're already no, you probably overdrafted the left tackle in the first round,
4: right? Who they uh, the day uh, on draft day, they said we're looking at him as a left guard, even though he was a left tackle in college, they had him projected there, and now, out of desperation because of the massive injury, they're going to have to reevaluate on the fly and move him back out to left tackle as as overmatched as he may be, much like uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson being thrown into the deep end of the pool, that's what they're going to do. With. At least this kid is only a couple of months removed from playing left tackle. Chauncey Gardner's a couple of years removed from playing safety in Philadelphia. So we'll see how the transition goes. All right, we see him in the green room. That means he's ready to jump aboard us. Here he comes, Dave Zappero from NBC yeah. Sports Philadelphia. Uh, you, you tired of hanging around with McMullen already? The team yeah. just getting <laughs> of course underway. He is. But you spend of course all summer with him. You must be tired of hanging around with him.
5: Oh, that, that goes without saying. I can answer that one for Dave. No, no. It's uh
7: we do have a long way to go here. We that's <laughs> true. We're at that's the beginning true. of this. It's funny you spend so much time around the other people on the beat. Um you get like I'm not there yet, but like halfway through the season. You you ner- notice like all the question quirks and uh, oh yeah, and I have them too. Like we all have our ways. Yeah. We ask questions differently, or like I'll, I'm guilty of it as well. Like we'll become fixated on one element of the yep. game. Like yep. we can't get yep. over it. Those yep. things are always fun.
5: Yeah, and yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Dave, taking a shot at me. I, I, that, that, that's I'm a not shot at that. everyone. That's not yeah. a shot at you. Dude. Exactly.
4: I, Feel I, free to take shot me, a shot too. at me. I'm not in all with right. you guys, but they don't like the way I ask questions because I'm too wordy. <laughs> I got killed yesterday here on the stream. But that's okay. I do it my way. Yeah,
5: we all have. Yeah, Dave's right. We all have our idiosyncrasies. So, yeah. And I want to talk to you about one of Howie's Id- idiosyncrasies because I think this is phenomenal. And I, I don't think I asked you a practice. I asked Zach, and Zach's great with minutia. So are you. So I, I want to ask you this. I do not recall a conditional de-escalating pick in the history of the NFL. I was that was brilliant about wording. That was brilliant wording from Howie Roseman. But it's, it is what it is.
7: It's I've never seen it. Normally, a conditional pick can become yeah. a better pick, not a right.
4: worse pick. Exactly. Yeah.
7: It's, yeah. It feels like I mean, this is just such a Jalen Rager deserving language. <laughs> like it's already like they're already expecting him to fail to live <laughs> up to whatever expectations they have for him. It's insane. Yeah. Why would they wor- obviously like the wording and some of this stuff and we don't know the conditions on the pick, but like a lot of times it, obviously it looks better for the Eagles because they get to call it a yeah. higher pick than it might be.
5: It's weird though. I can't remember ever seeing it. Well, ever. It's, ever. does it just come down to how he gave Adam Schefter? I believe Adam was first. How he gave Adam Adam Schefter the news because if if Quaysee Adopa Mensa, he would have called it a five, a conditional five that would turn into a four. Well, they still could have. Yeah, uh, they announced the trade first, like officially. And, and, and that's a good point. I have to look at their wording. I didn't I look at their the wording because I was. They did. Yeah, yeah it was a, 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 I, I, I was obsessed by the wording. So was uh, I because I when when I saw Adam break it, I said, "Oh my God, the Eagles got a, a a potential third round pick for Jalen Rager." And and at that point, yeah, I'm giving all Howie Roseman all the credit in the world. Turns out, it's going the other way. It's going the other way, yeah. <laughs> And and by the way, he still got something for Jalen Rager, so I give him um uh, some plaudits, but he also drafted him. And even though same thing with of- J-Jaw,
7: right? It's like yeah. you can the, obviously the picks are awful and he deserves blame for the picks. Yeah. Especially the Rager pick. I give him more crap for the Rager pick than the Jal pick.
5: Um I give him more crap for the Jal pick because you know, P.K. had a, a red flag. They weren't going to consider him until day three. So that the, the injury part, I think fans get caught up in the, well, D.K. is a better player, but there were injury concerns, whereas the Eagles just thought Justin Jefferson, and by the way, they're not the only team, thought he was just a slot receiver. The Vikings thought he was a slot receiver. They started him in the slot, had an injury, and then he had to play outside, and they're like, oh, look at, look at this. So... Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But in the case of Jalen Rager, they, the coaching staff kind of pointed, it's like that Spider-Man meme. You ever see the pointing at each other? Um, coaching staff pointing at Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman pointing at the coaching staff. Do you think Doug and those guys wanted Jalen Rager, do you think it was a Howie thing? Uh, I think the
7: coaching staff wanted the explosiveness, and I think the Eagles overvalued what they thought they saw in Jalen Rager in that area. Um, and it was a mistake. It was just, you know, I, I don't care that they thought Jefferson was just a side. He was a better player, and they reached on Rager. Uh, and that's what, what made the pick so tough, and I think that's what made Rager's life here so difficult is the Eagles – went against conventional wisdom. And if you go against conventional, and, and sometimes there's, there's a positive to that, but if you go against it and you fall on your face, it looks even worse. Uh, and the, the DK Metcalf thing is true. They didn't have him, you know, the, they, they weren't going to draft him because they were concerned about the medical. Obviously that ended up not being an issue and he's a great player, but I fault them less for that. Um, Fault Howie less for that. Maybe not the organization because they, yeah. screwed that up but yeah. oh, how he for that than the i mean the that video of the vikings draft yeah. room is going <laughs> to be infamous here forever yeah you know yeah. and it was and everyone in this city it's a tough spot when it's, it reminded me of the marcus smith pick in a way where it's like they draft him, everyone went, what what are you doing and it just it starts and, and i'm not saying you have to draft who your fans want you to draft but it, if you do that and, and the guy doesn't find immediate success, it's going to make it really tough.
4: You better, you better get that kind right. All right, I'm going to ask you to go right here. I got an under-over for you, DZ. Last year, the Philadelphia Eagles had seven different guys return kicks for them. They only had two guys return punts, one of which was Jay Rager, who uh, returned 31 out of 33 last year. I set the over-under at three and a half individuals who will return punts for the Philadelphia Eagles this this year, which means you got to go double the amount from last year to get to the over. You're going over or under three and a half guys returning punts.
7: And just punts.
4: Just punts. Uh there will be a follow-up. I question. hope it's you can probably I, guess I what it's going, it's
7: going to be. Yeah, it's it's under. Yeah. I I don't I'm trying to count how many guys
5: they even have. Yeah, they don't have three and a half guys. Yeah. Well, three um, and a half guys don't exist. But they, I don't know who's going to return punts. I mean, you, know, you funny, elevate it, Britt and Kobe, but. I, I was just going through that. I spent my morning
7: leafing through all my notes, finding every player who took a rep at punt and kick return. Um, And they have, they have some options, you know. Uh, I think Quez has a good shot to be the kick returner. Oof, he wasn't good at it last He wasn't he good at it. Um, but I think that's something he could be good at theoretically. You know, he wasn't good at it. He was worse than Rager, yeah, last yeah. year as a kick returner, but I think that's something he could be good at. They have gained well. Uh I wouldn't use him as a punt returner based on what I saw in practice. I didn't think yeah. he was very smooth. Covey would catch you it. Can. You have a roster spot, you, you only have four receivers, he's smooth and um just watching them field punch this summer there was no one better at the catch point um he he has that down and he was explosive at utah so i, I would use a roster spot on him i would find a way, way to make him the, the returner i think
5: um want to go to the other trade uh cj gardner johnson um From this perspective, I've been talking about this, Dave. I think everybody lauded that trade. I thought it was a good trade. The Eagles got younger, more athletic. However, um, we're talking about a guy who's played 80 snaps um, in total at safety in the NFL, coming essentially 11 days before the start of the regular season. The Eagles just went with a guy who's played seven years in a similar scheme And Tchaikovsky-Tart had a difficult time learning the terminology and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's going to show up and be ready to go week one in Detroit. Any concern? We're going to see K.M. Wallace out there uh, Uh, as as a starting safety. It's
7: a a little concerning. Um, Honestly, if if he's not ready – I mean, we don't know yet because he just got here. Yeah. Next week will really tell us and I'll tell the Eagles if, if he's ready to play in a game, ready to start a game. If he's not, I'd bring up Anthony Harris
5: for a game. But here's the problem with that, Dave. And and, and we just got done talking about it. I think the Eagles should have kept Anthony Harris uh, as an insurance policy for early in the season. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is he's bested. So you have that week one guarantee. I get it. You got to win a yeah. game. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> And they already paid him a million of the two and a half million. So essentially, you got to pay him a million and a half dollars, and it guarantees you will win pretty much. Maybe I'm overstating it because Detroit should be somewhat improved. But you're you not guarantee- buying the hard knocks, that, sure it, yeah, Jody more so than me is not <laughs> buying the, the no, hard
4: knocks. I like them. I'm rooting for them. They, yeah, they got too. me. They hooked me in as a guy who root for the Lions on week. That it has nothing to do with other teams that I root for, but they stink. They, a, they a will stink. A million and a half,
5: a insurance policy. Who cares? I would keep done the it. guy.
7: Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. Uh, I, so, getting back to CJ, though i I'm less concerned about the position switch than I am about the 11 days he has to get caught up. If they were oh, same here, yeah. if they traded for him in the middle of the summer, I would have. You know, that's fine. Yeah, uh, but just learning a defense in eleven days is a lot, and then you add a, the position switch is it's it's not nothing. Like it is, he's going to be playing a different position, yeah. but uh, I think his skill set does translate to that position. I think he'll be an effective safety in what Gannon, what I'm assuming Gannon wants to use him for. Um, but the the limited time is the bigger concern.
5: And yeah, I'm with you. Week eight. I don't think there'll be a problem at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's a blown coverage in week one, because she threw him in the deep end and he doesn't know the defense. I mean, I don't know. I would have yeah. kept dancing. Well, honestly, and, and
7: as much as, you know, the Eagles are high on Marcus Epps and I am too, I think he's going to be a good player. This is a new role for him too. So now you're putting a lot on his shoulders individually and from a defense perspective, because I think a lot of this is like a lot of catching up, the new guy is going to fall on Marcus Epps as his running mate out there. and uh, yeah. it, That's putting a lot on a young guy's shoulders.
4: All right, Dave. Uh, yes, it's uh, of Mike Gill, the first guest we had on today. want to get your take on it. Either he's not – and uh, no, I got to state this way. Miles Sanders active for the game, goes out, tweaks his leg after the first carry. They're down to two running backs. How are they going to split those carries the rest of the game between Gainwell and Scott?
7: I think in in a situation where Miles is injured, I think Boston becomes the the feature back, and that's not to say they won't use Gamewell a lot. I just think if you have to if you have to rely on one player to take a bulk of the carries, it's probably Boston. We've seen him do that, right? We've seen him at times too often, honestly, because Miles has been hurt quite a bit. But we've seen him shoulder that load, and I, I think he's better suited for. You know, if he needs to take what 15, 17 snaps or sorry carries in the game, I think Boston's better suited for that. I'd like to see more consistency from Gainwell, not just in his play but in his usage. Last year, there were games where he was like getting way too much, and there were games he was inactive for a game. I'd like to see that <clears throat> excuse me kind of steady out a little bit um, because I think he can be an effective player. He didn't have a great camp, but I, I think yeah. there's something there. Uh, I just think he needs to be more consistent, personally, and the, the offense has to be more consistent with finding his role.
5: Um, any concerns since we went down the running back route? Uh, Eagles are going to sign Michael P. Pirine uh, on the practice squad, Kennedy Brooks back. Uh, we've talked about having that bigger presence in the backfield. I think it was Miami, third and one, fourth and one in the preseason game. Kenny Gainwell got nowhere. That was one of the surprises. He didn't have a good camp date, but they were using him as the the short yardage back pretty consistently. Um, he doesn't seem like a short yardage back to me. Uh, is that just we know Jalen Hurts is really our short yardage back that well, type th- of thing?
7: I think it can be a combination of Hurts. I, I They think Miles can do it. Now, obviously, the caveat with Miles is, you know, is he – going be on the, be field. On the field. Boston is a pretty good short yardage yeah. back. He's goal line touchdowns. Goal yeah. line guy. I mean, Touchdown he's because guy. he's he's a little bowling ball in there. You know, I, you don't have to be Jordan Howard size running back to be good in short yardage. You can be, and Boston's like so stout. He he's built. Um, he's not bad in those short yardage spots. So I, I think he could eventually vulture some of those carries too.
4: All right, uh, you guys were there for the entire training camp um, and the way it was reported by both you two gentlemen and everyone else uh, when the Eagles were running their offense. It was um, Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown and then to somebody else. And then Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown, and then he'd work in someone else. And then Jalen Hurts to uh, A.J. Brown again, that those guys were on.
5: Uh, well, there was a lot of Dallas Gowdard as well. So it was A.J. and Dallas. Okay. Um,
4: but and a. then by the end yeah. of
5: camp, it was a lot of Devontae. Yeah. That's, up a
4: that's where I'm getting at. Um, <clears throat> nice, easy, even spread over the top three week one. Is it going to be the top two? Will it be AJ and then everybody else? How do you think if if uh, they are going to, because John continues to tell me that the Eagles want to lessen the choices of Jalen. They don't want him to go four deep in his reads. One, two, get the ball the hell out of there. Uh, is it uh, going to be the AJ Brown shown in Detroit week one?
7: Well, I, I do think it's going to change week to week. It's going to be a fantasy football player's nightmare because it's I I think a lot of it's going to be matchup driven and uh I'm the thing I'm kind of most curious about is how much we'll see AJ Brown in the slot. Uh, I would use him there quite a bit. He's been really good in that position over his career, and I, I know that he I I might get the sense he likes playing outside, but um. If you if you're able to kind of move those guys around a little bit, he presents a real mismatch problem inside for smaller slot corners. And I like the idea of opening up Quez's speed on the outside at times, too. So um that's I know that's not answering your question, but that's that's something that's kind of been yeah. in the back of my mind.
5: I saw you asked Abante that yesterday. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, Abonte, was uh, going with the, that. yeah, Abante was great because we asked him a bunch of questions about the mirroring of safety and slot. He's like, they're two completely different positions. I don't know what he's talking about. And uh then you asked him about the size differences between different slot receivers and Avante. Said, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, but does I matter. think it, it, it does matter. Not. It does matter. It it matters. So I'll go there with you from the Eagles perspective. It, it I'm starting to think we might see more of Zach Pascal than people think for for this reason, Dave. The Eagles are a good team, and they're going to be um, leading in the fourth quarter, I think, more often than not. And if they're leading and they're playing four-minute offense, I want Zach Pascal on the field. I don't want Quez Watkins on the field. So is that a little bit, Counterintuitive to want Zach Pascal on the field. No, he's he he really impressed me. This camp,
7: yeah, a good camp. He, he kind of got this reputation of like he's here because he's next guy. Well, I, I mean, think he is here because he was Nick's guy. Yeah, but, but he he's, played well. Yeah, I mean, he's he's more than that, though. He's I mean, he's not a great player, he's not a Pro Bowl caliber player, but he's got a decent resume coming here he's he's caught a lot of balls in the league and uh i was impressed by just his athleticism you think of him as being kind of a a sticks mover he was pretty athletic in training camp i think he can also be a weapon in the red zone he's got 15 touchdown catches in his career which is pretty high of a percentage of his overall targets and catches i mean so he's been a weapon there for the colts i think he can probably do that here too Uh, I think he's going to play a decent amount. I still think Quez is going to have more snaps than him, but I see your point. And I I think they will find ways to get him on the field because they can trust him. All
4: right. uh, This is going to sound like nitpicking probably because it is. Uh, (laughs) if, If you listen to birds 365, you know, I was lobbying for James Bradbury to become an Eagle while he was still with the Giants, when uh, the word was out that the Giants were probably going to cut him, I said, this guy would be perfect. Howie, get uh, advance work, get it. Um, boom, he got it done. And John told me at one point during the preseason, he was thinking James Bradbury might be the most impressive eagle, that he was having the best camp. They haven't seen him in a couple weeks. We didn't see him at all in the preseason in any of the games. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I know. I still care about the games. Is he going to be as good as we think he can be because he showed and deed up A.J. Brown in practice? How good a season is James Bradbury looking at, DZ?
7: Yeah, I'm not concerned about James Bradbury. I, I mean, yeah, not not even a little bit. I know he missed some time with an injury, but it was a soft tissue injury, <laughs> and they were being cautious with a veteran player who was playing at a really high level. So, I, um, yeah, it doesn't bother me that a veteran missed – preseason games uh, in practice. I, you know, I I think he'll be ready to go week one. I think he's going to have a good season. Good um, and and really, I mean, those three corners together, it's it's a really impressive trio. It is. It is. Yeah. And we don't talk about Avante a lot. I know we talked about him here a little bit. I mean, he he his jump last year was massive. Massive jump. And he was out of position the year before. We knew that. Uh, so seeing him back there... And, I, I, and and having C.J. Gardner-Johnson will help him, too. Uh, a player like that who can sometimes – and, and uh, Avante, I think, took a little exception to it yesterday because uh, he's like, I can cover big guys, too. And he can, <laughs> but that'll take some of that off his plate at times, having a, a safety who can man up against some bigger players who, let's be honest,
5: Avante is 5'9", and it, It's yeah. a
7: tougher matchup problem for him.
5: Yeah, well, he struggled as an outside corner for that reason. Yeah, uh, because he was five nine. But uh, you're right. Want to ship to the waiver wire because the Eagles did uh, claim Ian Book. They wanted to claim Kellen Mund, but uh, lost out to Cleveland. Um, boy, I don't see the upside there, Dave. To lose, you know, I, I mean. Not that Damian Taylor said anything great, but you got to create that roster spot because of the timing and twelve o'clock versus four o'clock. Um, maybe they get it back to the practice squad today. We'll see how that goes. you know, Nick? Nick spoke in Miami and said, "I'm fine with two quarterbacks." And in, in, in my career, I've had two more than three on the fifty-three man. Howie always seems to want that third guy. Is there value in? An Ian Book on this roster? Uh, I haven't seen it from him
7: necessarily. I know he he had a good college career, obviously, and um, he doesn't strike me as a great developmental prospect. No,
5: I don't see the upside. That's my yeah. like Kellen Mond. That would have been all right. He was terrible, sure. but at least he's got the traits, and maybe yeah, if you unlock something. Ian Book's six
7: foot. Yeah. 200 pounds, like he's you know. Um, uh, and the, the curious thing is, they kept Reed Sinet. Sinet sorry, yeah, his was Reed Sinet. Sinet. yeah. Uh, that's gonna take a while to get used to. Yeah, um, they kept him on the practice squad, so you have four quarterbacks, which is yeah. kind of strange. Maybe they just want Reed to know what it felt like to be Carson
5: Strong <laughs> during training camp. Well, I, you got to restock the shelves at the quarterback factory. You yeah, have, uh, quarterback factory took a hit this summer, yeah, yeah, a did.
7: little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the funny thing is <laughs> yeah. I, I I think they wanted Reed to be their third string quarterback on the roster and he kind of played his way out of that. Yep. Yeah. Which is funny because one of the big reasons they liked him so much last year was because he tore up the preseason when he was a dolphin. So after the first preseason game when Nick Sirianni said he thought he was feeling some, some nerves and some pressure, I was like, what are you talking about? The dude came out here <laughs> a year ago and – And made this team because he was so good in the preseason. It didn't make any sense to me. And it still doesn't. Yeah. All right.
4: uh, We talked about wide receiver and potential returners. And right now they are a little light there. Uh, We're suggesting the chance that someone's going to get elevated for the practice squad to fill that role with Rager leaving. Um, They probably will. But if they don't. Fifth wide receiver. Grant Calcaterra. Will they just split him out and give him a chance to play some wide receivers? Because you need a fifth wide receiver. You get four wide out uh, lineups. Got They get up four wide receivers at one point. Um, who's the fifth in case they have an injury?
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it would be Calcaterra. I, I'd assume. I, I think they're going to have five on the roster. Could
5: That's be uh, Britton Cubby. because yeah, be you need up. the returner. So. Yeah. Um,
7: um. I, but if they – yeah, if you need – and it's fun. I always kind of go through these contingency plans or what their contingency plans might be in my head. We've got to figure out
5: the emergency quarterback this year. Because... Well, yeah, yeah now you yeah, have being booked. It's not as big as a concern.
7: No, well, I mean, it is because you're not going to keep three active on game. You're not going to act. Enough. No,
5: yeah. I, but I've been the next week, you know, because people are yeah, saying, but... what if you got two and then you would just, and now you have four. With, yeah. with Who do you day. think
4: is going to be the emergency in-game quarterback?
7: Uh, not I'm Greg not... Ward anymore. Yeah, I know. That's my, my thinking. Uh, I, I How don't about really...
5: the 6'6", 330-pound Lane Johnson? Yeah, I don't back think it will be Lane. <laughs> um,
7: now, yeah, Tyree
5: Jackson would be obvious if he was healthy. but
7: Yeah, um, I, I think they might at that point go to like a Wildcat and just have, you know – Maybe Gainwell. He's a lefty. Throw a curveball. There he played, you go. Uh, quarterback in high school, I believe. It, Katie Gainwell. So. It's it's weird to see. He's, he's one of the few lefties on the team. You just watch guys tossing around the football. So that,
5: yeah. no, not many lefty quarterbacks in the league. That'd be That's fun. That's true. Throw Tua? throw a curveball. Is it just two? St- yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there might be some back, but two was the only starter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm we're used to having Greg Ward, Braxton Miller, even back in the day, we're used to having this X quarterback that could potentially be no more. Although if Tyree Jackson does make it back. Um, they can go that route, but contingencies are always fun. Have you noticed anybody doing long snapping? Now we're getting deep in the weeds. Cause I always, you know, Matt Collins used to do it, you know, every once in a while, I'll probably notice that more that we're in regular season mode. Every once in a while, though. I've yeah, I don't. haven't
7: it. noticed anyone um, working on it during the summer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who it would be. And everyone always asks, like, couldn't it just be the center? And it's like, no, it's completely no. different. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It it's a different motion. Uh. For a long time, it was Brent Selleck, right? He was the
5: yeah. yeah
7: emergency, and that was when
5: Doran yeah. got
7: hurt, and Selleck. Yeah, yeah.
5: You, you had the crisis, and they yeah. were doing uh, tryouts on the field. No, they uh, weren't. They, they weren't doing tries on the field. That
7: was just Michael Kendricks starting to yeah. snap the ball on the sideline for no reason. On its own, taking initiative, good for Michael Kendricks. Yeah. Yeah, um, Michael Kendricks be Michael Kendricks.
4: Yeah. Dave, let me, uh, again, I've answered several of these questions where they're kind of hypotheticals, which <laughs> I'm just trying to get your read on a particular situation. How many percentage of snaps that Nicobe Dean will play week one? We know that White and uh, certainly Edwards are going to get the majority of the snaps, but no Davion Taylor. I know he took some first-team snaps during preseason. What That did for him. Uh, N'Kobe, not really much at all. They it looked like they wanted to bring him along slowly. How ready do you think he is uh, for game one? Uh, did he just get a couple of fill-in snaps here or there? Is he going to be part of a package? How much do you think Dean plays week one against Detroit?
7: I think he'll be ready. Um, I I don't think he had a bad camp. I think he had a quiet camp, and I I think the reason we have I have to pump the brakes on him is just because the guys in front of him were so good all summer. I don't think it was yeah. Nakobe's fault, but TJ Edwards might have been their best player in camp, and Kaiser White was very very good. So um, I didn't think both of them would have been as good as they were in camp so um and i'm still bullish on n'kobi dean i have to walk back i i think i said at one point he'd play the most snaps of any linebacker well that's not going to happen tj is too good kaiser is too good i think they'll find ways to get him involved he's good at some things that are important uh he's probably the best blitzer of those three um i think he'll find his way on the field i don't think it's going to be you know, I don't think they're going to necessarily take those guys off the field for long periods of time to get N'Kobe out there, but I think he'll play a little bit. And he'll play on teams.
5: Yeah, and not that uh, it's any surprise, but Marcus Epps probably in trouble today because he admitted uh, TJ Edwards is going to wear the green dots. Yeah. You know, you got to keep that secret. Nobody knew that. Oh, he
4: gave up a competitive yeah. advantage. You yeah. mean that middle Shame linebacker? Shame on him! Make the calls, John.
5: <laughs> yeah, shocking, yeah. shocking. But uh, you can't give that away. Uh, at D Zangaro, Uh Follow him on Twitter, NBCSports.com. Read him there. Last one for me, Dave. If if you know there was one guy that you thought should have made this team, not even who you picked. We picked the exact same. Fifty-three, by the way, according to Bo. I didn't. We had the exact same. Uh, so you got fifty right. I, I, in theory, um, it, it, if there's one guy you thought Dave SanGaro, not who you thought the Eagles were going to keep, that should have made this team. Was there anybody in that sort of category? There are
7: two that come to mind. Um, so I'll just hedge and give you both deon kane and jack anderson did enough to make the team they, yeah. they both deserve to make the team uh, i'm not I, i'm more surprised that jack anderson didn't than i am deon same here
5: i blame stout for losing this thing we were one behind jimmy kempsey and <laughs> yeah we both at jack um, anderson. and i
7: get why they kept josh Sills in hindsight because he he's more of a, a tackle guard whereas anderson's yeah. more of a guard center and um you look at what they have and you well, you don't, what's the, you don't need a third string center,
4: center yep. and you
7: have other guards. So I get it, but Jack Anderson can play. Um, I would have been surprised if he wasn't claimed. So uh, I thought he did enough to make this team and deserve to make the team. Um, but he's on another squad. So good for him.
4: Well, then will your guy, Deion Kane, who deserved to make the team, will he return a punt this year? Did no. he return one punt in <laughs> practice all summer long?
5: No. No, yeah, no, he's not a punt returner. That was my problem with Dion Kane, just if you're gonna be a fifth or or a sixth and they weren't gonna keep six. You gotta play special teams. Special you gotta do something. So yeah. you gotta be a returner. I will say he's
7: good, he's a good guy to have on the practice squad because if you have an injury, yeah, he can play receiver. Yeah, you know? like he, he's the most of the three receivers I have on the practice squad, like oh, he's by far. barely by the, far the most the ready to, to step in and take offensive yeah. snaps if you ever need them. Yeah, by far the best actual receiver. Yet. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. All right, Dave. If we don't get you back on before the uh, first game, how many touchdowns did the Eagles win by? <laughs> uh,
5: touchdown and a half. Oh, Okay, that's double, a, digit. you a double digits. You see, solid win. Still. It's a solid win. Yeah. So yeah. that means uh, CJ's not blowing coverage. Uh, no.
7: Well, I'm. He could. Yeah. Blow coverage oh.
4: Maybe, so. Throw him in the deep end of the pool. He'll swim just fine. <laughs> Not a problem. Well, then, I'm
7: saying that. I, I don't think the lines are going to be very good. So.
4: Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Dave, enough. good stuff. Always a pleasure, friend. Oh, I got one last question for you. If they put you in the middle of the set and you got Taron Hatcher to your left and Barrett to your right, it's going to be peaks and valleys anyway You say uh, you, you slice it. You're going to be the little guy in the middle. Do you lean more toward Taron or do you lean more toward Barrett? Because Taryn's taller and she's not supposed to be tall. Barrett, yeah, former NFL lineman, if you're smaller than him. Oh, that's okay. Hey, I'm not Barrett, but Bar- which way do you lean? Do you go one way or the other? Or do you stay right in the middle?
7: I take a step forward.
4: There you go. <laughs> Smart. Lean. Get in. Get in closer to that camera. Yeah. Zengaro, you're the best. Thank you much for coming on board today. We'll get you again soon. All right. Take care, guys. That's Dave Zangaro from NBC Sports uh, Philadelphia. All right, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac, coming back. You know what we got to do? We will put a bow on this show.
6: icon a philadelphia treasure he's a mentor a pace setter jim is my north star he's trusted revered appreciated
4: he is action news
6: he's compassionate honest and
2: fair he is extremely dedicated motivated and always seeking the truth
6: he's also funny we are a team of many
2: jim gardner is
6: our leader and we're lucky to have him at Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the ahs. Go for the bubbles
4: in streaming in joining us here on birds 365 special thanks to all of you who comment on the stream uh you always uh, either make me laugh or give me a point of view every once in a while somebody asks a question boom i'll turn around and ask it so thanks for those who jump on and uh, comment every single day didn't see dominique today who was the main Jaquaski Tart fan. And when Joukowsky got his walking papers, jumped on the defend Jalen Rager bandwagon the last couple of days, somehow not present in the comments on today's show, but I, I get it. I get it. You, your boys are gone. Uh, sorry if Johnny and I, uh, pointed out that they both should be gone, uh, but that's just us. All right, J-Mac,
5: um, what do you got going today? Yeah, how, you got to get over there. Who's speaking? Yeah, I got to get what's over there. Uh, Nick Sirianni at 11.15, um, Eagles practice at about uh, 12, and then they're off for the weekend, collectively bargained, by the way. So uh, there's no option. Uh, they have to let the players off uh, for the weekend. Uh, in this sort of pseudo bi-week atmosphere before week one.
4: Yeah, they they should enjoy their weekend. You should enjoy your weekend. Check out Johnny's Missives on jacobsports.com. He'll have something after Sirianni talks today. So you get, definitely want to catch that. And we'll be back here tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Chris Landry's going to be here. So will Joe Santa Laquito. I tried to jump ahead to Friday. Uh, we will definitely get a Friday, Birds 365, in tomorrow in 2-2. Two and two.
0: You've been listening to Birds 365.